0: Welcome to Intent, a series of conversations between a couple of friends where we share our experiences wrestling with real life. My name's Jim Sutton and I'm talking with a good friend, Steve Rouse. We're two of the pastors of Ballon Baptist Church and we're having these weekly conversations as a bit of an experiment. We haven't planned what we talk about and the conversation may wander around a fair bit, but our intent is to focus on real life with its successes, near misses, and failures and wondering what it might mean to try and follow Jesus through it all. We'll be talking today about the census, work patterns, and whether we can be trusted, as well as wondering if there's life in the margins.
1: I at least clear about where things are going. <laughs> so, Walker White, apparently, they're looking for it. A... <laughs> I need to make pasta del nato. I think that's what I'd like to do with the rest of my life.
0: Oh, they're so hard.
1: Oh, they're impossible. <laughs>
0: they're I, impossible. I, I need I need to try some more, but I, my custard's terrible.
1: Oh, it, it's the custard. Well, it's obvious, that's the thing, but oh, man. And even they get it wrong. Sometimes they overbake them, but anyway.
0: Oh, well, it's it's much easier to sit on the sidelines being a critic. Than <laughs> exactly. it. I like doing that. I'm quite good. I'm
1: like... uh, the one person I watched who, who showed you how to do it, and he's a gu- that Nigel Slater, the chef. Ah, oh. but he gets—I can't stand him. He just gets them under. Oh. It, but he—he he does a session on how to make those. But yeah, I find him—I oh. find him hard but
0: I'll have to check him out. I'll have to check him out. <laughs>
1: this, this week, obviously, it's
0: big day on Sunday. Um, everybody's waiting for this, of course, being being Census Day. Oh um, yes, yeah. You got to do your bits. You got to fill your forms yes, in. And all of yes, yes, yes. Um, oh, yeah, and just this—I don't know. I—I I didn't really realise until this. So I was chatting to somebody who actually works with the um. Office of National T- Statistics, um, Tom, in our community, like what all the data's used for, you know, that actually does something, you know, it's not just to kind of be like, oh, we can build some graphs, but actually it feeds into ordinary everyday life and provision that's made uh, across our communities and that kind of thing. Anyway, um, I don't know, it just just made me start to think like around lockdown and that now. It's kind of like, I wonder what, how I'd respond to trying to make like a, some sort of snapshot or um evaluating kind of where where I'm at you know like people have said like throughout this last year there are some things i want to keep you know things i want to hold on to going onwards you know whatever life looks like beyond now um and everything else there's some things i want to hold on to some things that i want to let go of you know some things that i'm i'm not sure about and and that kind of thing i'm just crossing my fingers that sarah keeps me as one of the things <laughs> going to keep clinging on to um, <laughs> some days that's less than obvious whether that'll happen or not um (laughs) but she's been up me so far which is great but i mean like there's i think it's 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 not just um a, a snapshot's helpful but like it's been changing all the time like it's been interesting watching through through since this time last year the kind of transition where people work say working from home is like a kind of narrow thing to look at that people initially were like, oh, I don't like working from home. There's all this stuff around me. There's distractions everywhere, blah, 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 blah. And then maybe within a couple of weeks, maybe within a couple of months, there was an awful lot of people going, this is all right. You know, I'm, I'm saving on petrol. I'm saving on my season ticket. I'm sa- saving on travel time. Uh, I'm saving on my commute. I'm saving on my work wardrobe. Um, I can go up and just, I can keep going to my favorite coffee shop. I can, um, my commute is very short, like I just sit up and put my laptop on my, on, on my, on my lap kind of thing and get on with it. Um, and all of those things and being really positive about it and going, oh, I can't imagine going back to the, the workplace um, and going back to the office in the normal way. Uh, or maybe just like one day a week or something like that. And yet, increasingly over this last couple of months, I hear more and more people say, I cannot wait to get back. I can't wait to go into the office and be somewhere else and have a different kind of group of people to see and that kind of thing. Now the thing is I've, I've even like known some people who've kind of gone, they've gone the the up and the down and they're back going up again. They kind of like, they, they, they'd really celebrated working from home. And then they were like all over it and just kind of thought, oh, I just want to be shot at this thing now. And now they're like, I don't, I don't really, I can't, I, our workplace is saying about opening up in May sometime and like, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm not sure I could I not sure I could be bothered if I'm gonna be honest. You know, it's kinda of like I I quite like just getting up and I have a shower at lunchtime if I really want to and, and all of that kind of thing. And yeah, I think I think the census is kind of a really interesting time and I wonder like how many of us are thinking at the moment, kind of what 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 are we doing right now? What do our lives look like? How how maybe Does this help us think about our... I mean, I'm just having this thought now because it's a brilliant one, um, if I don't say it myself. Get it out quick. What what do I want my next decade to look like? I mean, I I know that as Christians, we're there to like listen to maybe bits in the Bible that say, oh, don't say I'm going to go to this city or that city for so long and do that and whatever. And kind of like, we might might not want to plan the Holy Spirit out of our lives and that, but there may be some things that God's trying to get our attention with. Um, And I wonder kind of, what does that look like for you? Um, are there things that you're mindful of? I mean, particularly because you've been working from home this whole time, despite having like a physical office um, role up in, up in town in London on Oxford Street. Um, and kind of what's your been emotional kind of, I don't know, processing of what that would be or how that might transition and, and everything else?
1: Yeah, like you, I think in some ways, I think it took a little while to settle into working from home because you know um my home is you know obviously Lisa's been at home uh son Jack's at home you know working from home so and and, and it took a little while to get into the rhythm of it um i i would say now i i really like it for for a few reasons i think and i think the reason perhaps we're seeing a change because i think we're seeing this in other areas i think you know people are wear, weary of if, if your work or if your life involves people keep saying to you, let's jump on a zoom call or watch this or whatever people have almost, it's almost like we've just, we've had a little bit too much of that, but I think the danger is we'll throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's a lot we've learned from it that I think in a, in a more reasonable rhythm and pattern of life, I definitely want to keep some of that. It's, it enables, it cuts down on my travel uh, to go and see people it's a, you know it's, whereas previously I would have considered oh I've got a meeting with a guy up in Liverpool oh I jump on the train and spend my whole day going out there spending time with him well I could do that from time to time but I don't need to do it every time and, and I think some of those things are really good and I'm hearing again it depends on because the reality at the moment is you know this lockdown experience has been different for everybody but in the type of work that that we do um, and I'm hearing a number of people say that where they're expecting or anticipating a rhythm of three days in the physical office, wherever that is for them, two days working from home. Well, that's fine for us. Um, you know, I think of guys who've had to carry on. You know, if you work if you work in the building trade, a lot of guys just carry on as normal. Nothing's changed for them. But I like the idea of that kind of rhythm where I might work from home more i might work partly because i think what comes out of it and i was reading about this this week actually that um i trying to think who said it but they talked about one of the things a lot of us have discovered even if it's not in our work it may be in the evening is a bit more margin in our lives and a lot of people have appreciated a bit more margin um Within our sphere, I, I, I made up this phrase based on something somebody else has said. It's like uh, lack of margin is the enemy of God's mission. It's like lack of margin because I think whether we're, we're we're very good as human beings, and we we reinforce it in the church sometimes is we just program the life out of everything. You know, we 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 make life so busy for people there is no margin, and I think it's you know in the margin that you can you know you just can quieten down a bit it's it gives you that space to be able to actually spend a bit more quality time with your family spend a bit more quality time um you know whether it's getting to you know building friendships in your in your neighborhood or whatever it is you know and just a bit more time for yourself and i think people i've heard people saying yeah i might look forward to going back to seeing people physically and so on but you know i'm not sure i want to commute every day and um you know that's that's a tough thing to do so I th- I think for me it's it's it, it, I've just heard people saying that that's caused me to reflect and think yeah what's the value of margin in my own life the trouble is as soon as you give back time to yourself you kind of you, you the reality of life is not we always seems to be looking for that kind of um utopian type existence where everything's <laughs> in perfect balance and life doesn't work that way having said that I think I was, I was hearing something the other day that that they were trialing us us right the post office are trialing a sunday delivery because of the the amount of of post that's shifting around at the moment and i thought we as the christian community should, i know work life's changed but there's part of me thinks we should say something about that we should say no those guys should they're already working hard enough why are we expecting another delivery on a Sunday? Just for me, it just ups the level of oh, now we can not only get stuff immediately, we can get it every day of the week, and there's no margin within it. And I know that oh, might
0: be Stephen, Stephen, steven I mean, that... <laughs> where, where was this rallying cry when all the shops started opening on Sunday? Come on,
1: <laughs> oh, we were we were critiquing that. I remember. Oh, so you're That's gluing yourself point. to the pavement outside them saying, no, you shall not pass.
0: I just want some custard creams. No,
1: you got to wait till tomorrow. That's a fair comment because you, you're right. You know, you don't want to like you, you said about You don't want to kind of throw stones from the sideline, just critique it. You want to think, OK, are, what are the questions to ask or help each other to ask? You know, what what is that is there something unhealthy in that are we are we generating if we if we genuinely care for the other person then are we you know are we feeding into the pressure that gets put upon them is is there a different way or whatever but anyway it's just a it was just a small example of it really
0: no and i think it's, it's it's endemic like in our society of i'm sure we've mentioned it before like we we have a society that we say is kind of post i don't know the grand word is like post christendom you know like we're we're out the other side of a world which was shaped by the church and by christian christianity mostly and and that kind of thing and yet in some ways it 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 continues to be so and one of those things is the old protestant work ethic of kind of like oh i don't i don't know if you're going to use some of those phrases that some people might hold very dearly that kind of like um expect great things from God, attempt great things for God kind of thing. And it's like, those, those things can be good, but they can push you down a, a whole route of like, you just got to do more. It's about, it's about me and you and everyone else doing more. We just need to do more and then everything will get better. And um, a, f- a friend of ours um, was uh, we were just chatting the other day about kind of faith and works, you know, like kind of like relationship between, between that, you know, of, of kind of what's what's going on uh, in terms of how much we just rely on on faith and how much we, we actually have to do something to show that we lived, changed lives. And those things go hand in hand and then maybe the, the, the different sides of the same coin or even the same sides of the same coin, who knows. Um, but the, the question from uh, a, a church leader who is kind of talking more about faith and around, um, yeah, talking about work in terms of how busy we are, was just basically do, do you believe that that God is the God is the one who builds his church, you know, for one for of a bet God is the one who kind of builds his kingdom? We say, Well, yes it is. And they say, Well, is that his responsibility to do that? And you say, Well, yes it is. And the question is, well, why are you so busy then? And it's kind of like if if it's his If it's his work and it's his responsibility and you believe that he is doing that and will continue to do that in the face of overwhelming adversity, in the face of global pandemics, in the face of persecuted church uh, on so many continents of our world, why are we so busy? Like, why why are we the ones kind of running around, particularly as, as church leaders, kind of running around going, oh, what, what do we need to do next? What do we do now? What do we do? Like, as in, what's the next program? What's the next initiative? What's our next mission statement? What's the next thing that that we believe is going to transform the community around us? Now, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying those things are bad, but like you say, that kind of, as you start to find a little bit of margin, you, you start to get some little whispers, you know, that you, you realize that there's something to be found in those spaces rather than, just sit, sitting in there like almost like a cat on a hot tin roof saying, what do I do now? What do I do now? What do I do now? Um, but actually having space to, to breathe. And I think as creative beings, being those who are made in the image of God, being this Creator God who makes everything and continues to make everything, continues to sustain everything, that actually if you want to be creative, and I think anyone anywhere who's interested in music or art or science or any sort of kind of creative endeavor, you need time and you need space like what you can't do is say right i've got two hours i'm going to write a concerto or like i've got 25 minutes i'm going (laughs) to i'm going to write the world's best pop song now like it's it's like almost you can't you can't just say yourself oh i have scheduled myself to have a good idea at this point uh in this particular window of opportunity but to to really lean into more creativity you've got to give yourself some room you've got to give basically you need room to play you need room to kind of just turn something over for the sake of turning it over, just to see what's underneath it, rather than, oh, quick, I need to, I need to get this thing done. I can't afford to do anything which is not kind of directly leading me to the outcome that I need. And maybe, maybe we will start to grow with more creativity if we're able to to cling on to the margin a little bit. Um, I know for me, certainly it's been brilliant, like say, like, I don't know, like an evening meeting or even like a, a like you say, a meeting elsewhere that, Like usually if the meeting was say, yeah, say it was like an afternoon meeting two till 4 PM. Um, but it was somewhere else. You knew that either end of that meeting would be like an hour, maybe an hour and a half of travel time as well, which would be also, um, kind of time and effort consuming, but now the meeting instead of being from like one until five, it's now just two till four. And it's just, I just have to get online and I'm there and I can be a part of that. And then I come away from that. Um, which is a brilliant thing. Um, and maybe with that margin, we, we can start to play and start to be a little bit creative. Now, the problem I have is um, when I whenever I'm entrusted with any resource, be it uh, a little bit of extra money, a little bit of extra time, uh, basically, I can't be trusted, um, <laughs> I be, cannot be trusted to use it well. And, and maybe there's, there's something we need to learn that's not just like, oh, I've got 15 minutes, I'm just going to go on Facebook, I'm just going to look at the news, I'm just going to go into YouTube or whatever. Um, and actually not, not to deliberately use that time in order to say, well, I need to make the most of that time by not doing those things. But actually, I I think just being open to it and saying, God, what do you want me to use this time for? Not being too precious about it and going, oh, there is a single, there is a single and narrow path that way that God wants Mm. me to use this time for, because God's creative. He might have 15 million different things you could use that 15 minutes for, and he doesn't really mind which one you do, but he'd love it if you asked him about it. Um, you know and it's kind of are we up for that are we up for exploring what that might mean
1: yeah and i i hope so and i think i think like one of the things that i've heard people saying particularly if again if your if your daily life is revolved around being at home mm-hmm. you know, and i appreciate people are in different spaces but mm-hmm. it's where where are the boundary lines in terms of things stopping and things starting that's that kind of thing but i think I, I don't know if this is the right phrase but the phrase that comes to my mind is how it's, di- it's discipline that produces freedom. I mean it's one of those phrases where you think hang on a minute I can't get my head around that but I think my understanding is like for example one of, one of the practices that I've I've tried to I've become more aware of I think during during this last year has been what for some some people the sun Sunday being kind of a sabbath type day that idea that of the sabbath being that day could be a part of a, of a day in a week actually but the, the day where you try and rest now rest is my understanding is rest is not what well, it can be for some people rest can be literally sitting on the couch all day and doing nothing for me though that doesn't rest me it actually winds me up whereas <laughs> whereas learning about yourself as to what what helps you to recover emotionally and spiritually and physically is important Again, I don't in, in church life. I mean, it used to be when I was a kid, it was like you weren't, you know, you were supposed to not watch TV on a Sunday, you were supposed to not play sports on a Sunday, all this sort of thing. And again, it was not a bad thing. I think the intention behind it was good. So, like, take for example, not watching TV on Sunday. So, I a friend of mine this week, literally, he was saying that one of the practices he's introduced for himself in terms of trying to build in a certain kind of margin is he's, he's trying having no screen time before 9am in the morning. So he's no screen time before 9am. What it has enabled him to do, he said was it's enabled him to do some of the important reading that he needs to do to feed the work that he does. But, but it, but the point being, if you you've got to be disciplined in order to, use margin or rest well you you you've got to actually plan for it it doesn't just happen you can't just go into so if if sunday is your rest day if you go into it unplanned it can actually wind you up more than than unwind or refresh you so you might say well actually so for me i try to have the mindset even though someone says those of us who serve the church as ministers that it's a working day well it is in one sense but I try to have the mindset that when I gather with my church at the moment, you know, that virtual gathering or when we meet physically, this is part of my rest. This is part of taking a a step away from my week-a-day work and worshipping, refocusing on who God is, who I am in the light of him. Where I struggle a bit is like then in the afternoon, but it's just trying to think, okay, what's your practice in the afternoon? For me, to get out for a good walk is... I find really refreshing, or to do a bit of exercise is really refreshing. It'll be different for different people, mm. but I think you have to plan your rest in some ways. I mean, for some people, laying on the couch watching a good film will absolutely fill them up, you know, and and do it for them. And and I think we have to acknowledge that it will be different. But I think you're right. I'm like you, but like, given a, I'm I'm terrible if I'm given a bit of time that I didn't expect to have. I'm all at sea. I either get myself even in an even worse state and wound up if there's no plan for it. And and it's something I definitely would be working on going forward is how do I, how do I kind of build in some practices? Let's put it there's some habits that actually, you know, and and a habit can be literally, I'm going to take this afternoon and I'm going to do nothing. And I am going to just give myself permission to do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: well, I think yeah, there's a, a ton, of,
0: ton of stuff in that, definitely. Um, I'm not sure about your mates, like, no, no screens before nine, though. I mean, it sounds, sounds good in theory, but I've got a toddler who will only brush her <laughs> teeth if she watches the Hey Dougie toothbrush song.
1: Fair um, enough. Fair necessary.
0: <laughs> totally necessary way of getting through the morning. <laughs> but, like, I think that thing, like, what was your phrase about? Um, uh, discipline and freedom?
1: Dis- discipline leads to freedom
0: discipline leads to freedom and it makes me think of music you know that um that actually and particularly around around jazz that you might say like well jazz is 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 kind of is musical freedom you know that kind of room to play what you want and go where you want and room to improvise and and muck about and, and explore ideas and play with them and yeah it is but but within within jazz without i don't know without making myself sound like i knew more musical theory than i do but like within jazz they're often often built around very particular, um, chord progressions and structures, which can be very simplistic, but you, you have a set kind of, I dunno where it's four or eight chord kind of 16 chord progression, but it's kind of like that, that is what you are stuck to. And almost like that, that thing is, is much more simplistic than say, um, I dunno, like playing a great long, um, orchestral piece or, or whatever. Um, but within it is kind of freedom and actually the more the the, the more discipline is you're put under um, the more creative you have to be and actually like you know you can you can listen to great jazz musicians and they can improvise with one note and make it sound incredible and that, that sounds like a nonsense until you hear somebody doing it and then you're like oh actually this, this is this is a genius like it, it sounds like it's it sounds like it shouldn't work. It sounds like the more constricted you make somebody, um, the more in prison they should be. And yet somehow that, that 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 there's ways ways of transcending it. Almost freedom is found within it, despite it, because of it, even. Um, and kind of within that, that you're actually released to to find true freedom. I think the problem we got is that so many of us think that that freedom is about doing whatever the heck I want. Or um, it's not. No, actually, that's the wrong phrase because it's not about what doing what we want it's doing what we feel like at the time which isn't necessarily what I want if I was gonna sit down and think well what do I what do I want well it's like I want to I want to be a healthy human being you know I want to be physically active I want to have a nutritional um, intake that's good I want to eat good food I want to be a good parent I want to be a good husband um those kind of things that's what I want but actually I mostly just want to feel like feel and just do what I feel like at the time. So like I might say that I want to be active and be physical, but if I wake up and think, ah, I can't be bothered today. I don't want to do that. Then the long term effect of that, if I allow it to, is that I don't do the things that I want. I don't I don't stay active, say, in the morning. Or like I might just think, oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna eat, I don't know, a cheese toastie for dinner because I can't be bothered to think about it and I can't be bothered to make something else well, the, the long-term effect of that is, is not going to be that great on my health if I just stick to all the yellow easy foods mm. um, to eat uh, because that that's just how I only just do the things that I feel like at the time, but I don't do what I want. Mm. And it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe there's something of um, like Paul's thinking and writing on this that he says like, I, I know what I want, but I, I don't do it. I do the things that I know that I, I don't want to do. Uh, still I go back to these things, even knowing that they're no good for me. And I think all of us wrestle with that. Like none of us is, none of us is perfect. You know, there's there's almost like this relentless pursuit of perfection, but nobody's willing to say, well, we're, we're not there. You know, we're not, we're not going to get there. And yet it, we, it kind of ups the ante on everything. Whereas when, we, when we're when we able to say, well, I know what I want to be doing, but I'm unable to get there. I, I keep falling down these pits that actually we find a great, great bunch of people all around us going oh, I thought I was the only one who felt like that. I thought I was the only one mucking about and feeling like there was all these things I want to achieve, but I never actually do anything about getting there because I'm so scared of saying that I think I'm failing. Um, So I just have to keep on saying, oh yeah, of course I'm doing really well at university. And of course, all my studies are going really well. Or of course, like my, my apprenticeship's going well, I'm really enjoying it. When inside they're kind of going, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I feel like I can't, I can't say anything about that. And I think we do, we do have that kind of thing of just admitting to ourselves that like sometimes we go down pathways when we're, we're not sure about and that kind of thing. Now I know that's veering away from like discipline and freedom and, and all, all of those things, but you know, like, I think the, the discipline in kind of saying, what, what do I want? What do I actually want to be doing? And maybe that may, might help shape the disciplines that I need to take part in what that affects the shape of the discipline I put myself under in order to get there.
1: Yeah. I, I, if I hear you right I think one of the things that's changed for me over the years I used to think that a relationship with God was a was a constraining thing and I used to think that you know you, you know within Christianity you hear this phrase that people talk about you know doing God's will that you know for some people the way they've under, been been taught and the way I was taught early on to understand. How he wants our lives to go is, well, I've got to be willing to adhere to all his rules and regulations and so on. And I, I think the more I've gone on in my in my relationship with God is the more I think I, I need as a human being sort of an understanding of how this relationship works, the boundaries of it, if you like. So for me, that's set out in things like, you know, the 10 commands, which, again, for a lot of people, they see them as constraining. But actually, if you're setting out any kind of relationship to say, OK, here's here's the terms or here's the boundaries of the relationship, um, you know, that God wants um, faithfulness to you know, wants us to, uh, to love him only that he sets out. You know, I mean, not murdering others seems like a good idea to have them within a relationship <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that 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 framework he puts in place is is I think offers us tremendous. Security and tremendous purpose, and I think within that relationship, he fully understands that we as humans will be trying to work a lot of things out, whether it's about our purpose in life and how we live that out. And again, for a lot of people, I've spoke to young people, well, not just young people, who who think there's a particular job out there for them or a particular person out there for them, and they think that oh gosh, if I don't make the right decision, and I think God's a lot more gracious than that. It just says, you know. Within the boundaries of this relationship, you can enjoy life. You know, like when you were talking earlier, I was thinking, you know, we we need we need that. Dis- so playing most sports requires a set of rules and a boundary within which to play. It. Otherwise, nobody enjoys the game. So if if on the football pitch, somebody starts picking up the ball in the middle of the field and running around and throwing it in the wrong goal or whatever, it's like, well, it's no no longer football. There's a boundary to it. But within that, if you play by it, you have a freedom to um, to enjoy the game, a guy called uh, was it Jean Vanier. He he was a he started something called the Lash Community. But he said, human beings they need, in order to be good human beings, they need a boundary to know you know within this you are you are loved. But there needs to be enough freedom within it that you can doubt and question and try things and and fail sometimes, and it's okay to fail. And I think we have to help one another to realise that, that it's okay um, to try and work. You know, it's not as constrained a thing as you, you might think sometimes, and you need it. And I think that brings it all the way back to kind of when you're trying to build disciplines and practices into your own life, it's not so that you beat yourself into submission, as it were, but so that within that you have a freedom to kind of express um who we are fully as humans if you like Mm,
0: mm. although to be honest i think i need all the beating into submission (laughs) as
1: i said that as i said it i was thinking i'm sure paul said something about beating himself into submission and that maybe i need to do that sometime
0: (laughs) thank you for listening we have these chats once a week as we explore being intentional about our relationship together so if you want a journey with us then why not subscribe You can find out more about Ballon Baptist Church on our YouTube channel or through Instagram at Ballon Baptist.